Welcome to Airwaves, the official podcast of the Naval Air Systems Command. I'm your host, Michael Lauren Prue, and today we're on the Airwaves with Vice Admiral Dean Peters, the new commander of the Naval Air Systems Command, to learn more about his career, his expectations for the workforce, and his priorities for the command. Thank you for joining us. So why are you so excited about taking command of NAVAIR? Well, I mean, who wouldn't be excited about taking command of NAVAIR? NAVAIR is an incredible organization. Uh, I think first and foremost, it's because the, the people that are here, I mean, the incredible talent that we have, our people are world-class. They're the best at this business. And I really get a lot of motivation from seeing folks excited about doing their job, about making a difference. This is not your first flag assignment with NAVAIR, and we'll, we'll certainly get to that one in a minute, but please start by telling us a bit about yourself and your family. Well, I, I appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to mention briefly my family. I have three children. My wife and I have been married almost 30 years. Uh, our oldest is a career counselor, a school counselor down in Richmond, Virginia. She and her husband live there. My older son is a lieutenant in the Coast Guard. He just got promoted last week. Uh, he's stationed out in San Diego. Uh, and my younger son is just finishing his freshman year at University of Maryland. And he's studying international affairs and wants to be in the State Department. So you can see our, our whole family, and I didn't even mention it, but my wife is a, a teacher also. So we all are very much into service. So that's, that's kind of our family mantra. I think that's a good mantra to have. So on to your career. How has your last assignment as PEOA prepared you for your role as NAVAIR Commander? I appreciate the opportunity to talk about my career also, and uh, I'll mention the PEO job, but let me, let me backtrack just a little bit uh, to kind of mention, you know, where I got some of my initial exposure to the acquisition community. And this goes way back, even as an ensign, when I was flying SH-2 Foxtrots off of the USS Jesse L. Brown in the northern Atlantic. And uh, I was just an ensign, had completed the training command, had gotten all of my qualifications, was sent out immediately because things were so busy at that time. And I was on a ship with three other pilots. Uh, we had two crews that were flying pretty much all around the clock. And we were tracking and monitoring Victor-class submarines from the Soviet Union that were deploying out of area. And it was an incredible introduction to naval aviation and the importance of what it means to, f to fly off of a ship. But I also learned that there were some areas that could probably use some improving, and it was the reliability of our equipment was not that great. Uh, we were constantly troubleshooting our avionics. Uh, we had an engine failure while I was out at sea, and we had to come back and do a single-engine landing uh, to the back of a Knox-class frigate on a very dark night just because the, the engine quit and the SH-2 does not have the ability to hover on a single engine, so uh, that was a, a pretty sporty landing. And we had some other challenges while we were out there from a supportability standpoint. We went to change that engine that had failed. We opened up the, the replacement engine that was aboard the ship, and there were several components that were missing with basically IOU tags on them. So, that's pretty difficult when you have to change an engine with another engine and replace some of the components from the failed engine and you're not exactly sure what caused the engine to fail. So I learned a little bit of, 
the importance of provisioning and supply. We also had some other uh, reliability challenges while we were out there. We had worn out one of the main mounts on the aircraft, so we had to change a tire. We drew that out of supply. It was on the packet uh, aboard the ship, and it was an F-14 main mount. So uh, that would have been great for my buddies that were out on uh, USS Eisenhower with their F-14 squadron, but it wasn't that great for uh, helicopter detachment, so that caused some logistics to have to fall into place to be able to get back flying again. But the main thing was it just the, the, the ship, the aviation team, it was a really, a truly an integrated team, and a, the, the focus on the mission was incredible, and that's what I take away from my early career. Now fast forwarding to my last job, which was at the PEO. So I was the PEO for Air ASW Assault and Special Mission Programs, uh, which is an incredible portfolio of aircraft and equipment that uh, we deliver to the fleet. And if you think about it, in the grand scheme of naval aviation, uh, our programs are really the conduit for delivering capability and sustaining that capability. So we have to measure our success as a Naval Air Systems Command by the success of our programs. Uh, because that's where readiness occurs, that's where capability occurs, that's how we know if the products that we delivered have the safety, the quality, the reliability that the fleet needs. So in that regard, being the PEO and being able to see all of the different programs that are within PEOA, I, I got a sense for where we might need to spend a little bit of our time and focus. When sharing about your career, you mentioned fleet challenges. What do you believe to be the biggest challenges facing naval aviation and NAVAIR today? I think you know Vice Admiral Grosslag's theme of readiness and speed. So that's not going to change just because we've changed commanders. Uh, we're still very much focused on readiness and speed. When I say speed, I'm talking about the speed of delivering capabilities to the fleet. So it's, uh, it's not a secret that our processes and the, the budgeting cycles and the contracts that, that we provide that deliver capability, that whole cycle takes too long and we're not able to uh, get capability out there as soon as we would like to. On the readiness side, we're still working through some, some areas where, where we weren't as good as we could have been on the readiness side. We have to realize and take on board our responsibilities associated with readiness. So it's not just NAVAIR, the, the Air Boss, the Deputy Commandant for Aviation, we're all in this together. And the folks at uh, OPNAV also in 98 and the other folks that provide uh, funding. So it's, it's definitely an enterprise operation. However, NAVAIR, we have the, the best view, we have the, the holistic view of what readiness is. I talked about you know, my first deployment on USS Jesse L. Brown as an ensign. We have the opportunity to virtually eliminate those reliability and maintenance challenges that we saw then. And we can transform the way maintenance is done in the fleet. So talking about improving readiness is one thing, but seeing it put in place, I think, is going to be really what's the, the motivation for our organization. So we've got to measure our success by the success of the fleet, and it really comes down to that. So that's the way we'll be measuring ourselves. In terms of readiness, where do you think NAVAIR can make the biggest contribution to the fleet? 
Secretary Gersh liked to say, every person, every day, every dollar. And it really comes down to that, every person. I think one of the things our workforce can do to help us uh, achieve our shared vision is to reevaluate how our time is spent. Let's make sure we're focused on our essential core mission. And if we're not, then we probably shouldn't be doing those tasks. So I ask all of our NAVAIR employees to take a look at, at what your day looks like. Are you prioritizing the things that are most important? That's how we're gonna get things done. So don't be afraid to bring up suggestions. Uh, we have an incredible workforce. The that intellectual capital I mentioned is world-class. And I should also mention that, you know, the best ideas on how to improve things always come closest to where the work is actually being accomplished. So there's ideas that I can come up with, but they're gonna be small in comparison to what the people that are close to the work can actually come up with. So that's where we need our, our workforce to jump in. So speaking of the workforce, what are your top three priorities for NAVAIR? I have the same three priorities that I've had since my very first command, since my very first squadron command. And those three priorities are mission, people, and relationships. First of all, talk about people. I mean, we have to realize in an organization like Naval Air Systems Command, our people are our intellectual capital. We're the folks that, that take fleet requirements, we turn them into acquisition documentation, we turn them into budgets, we turn them into contracts. We're the ones that work with other agencies to make sure that capability is delivered. And then once it's delivered, we don't wait until that point to do this, but you know, in conjunction with the, the fielding of that equipment, we need to make sure that the support is in place, that the fleet has the support equipment that they need, the initial spares, the tooling, the test equipment, all those things, all that support that's not necessarily what you see on posters is in place so that the fleet can be successful. So that, that's the people part. The, the, the people are what understand this business and the, the ones that can uh, put that in place. The next area is uh, relationships. And there's lots of relationships in a, a large organization like uh, NAVAIR. But you know, working with uh, our sponsors that's a very important relationship that we need to develop. Working with the fleet who use the equipment and make sure that we understand the challenges that they have or the successes that they have with the equipment that we deliver. Uh, there's the relationship with industry that we need to continue to cultivate. So the last one is mission. It's the top priority. I mention it last because the other two things that I mentioned, people and relationships, they're important taking care of our people, making sure that they continue to grow and develop, taking care of relationships, building those bridges, building those connections. Those are all important. But if we fail at the mission, then all of those other things are, are just overhead. You know, uh, it, it really is about the mission. That's why we're here. That's why all of our employees are here. That's why our commands are here. It is making sure that we provide to the fleet what they need and that capability is sustained. I think those are some great priorities to have. Is there anything else you would like to add? It's an honor to serve with the Naval Air Systems Command, this great organization to provide for the fleet for our mission. And I look forward to working with all of our employees 
as we make that shared vision a reality. So thank you. Sir, we truly appreciate your time today. It was wonderful to learn more about your background, your fleet experience, and the priorities that you've set for the command. So that's it for this edition of Airwaves. Thanks for listening.